Chapter 19 of Handy Mandy and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19 At the Bottom of the Mountain. At the same moment, the silver bubble carrying Wutz and Ruggedo burst out of the top of the mountain. Handy Mandy and Knox reached the bottom, arriving at last at the end of the winding stair. One amethyst burned dimly on the small landing, and, crowded uncomfortably together, the two prisoners found themselves facing a heavily barred door. "'Private Lower of the Wizard of Wats, keep out!' announced a surly sign. But Handy and Knox, their legs still quivering from the long downward climb, were in no humor to be stopped by a sign. "'Lower! Hm!' sniffed handy mandy disgustedly i should think it was we must be at the very bottom of this miserable mountain lower indeed well i expect a lower is the opposite of a tower come on picking up the silver ball handy squinted sharply at the door giving it a quick shove to see whether it was locked or fitted with an invisible moving panel but there was nothing remarkable about this door and nothing on it except a very small silver keyhole, which at once recalled to the goat girl the key she had been carrying around ever since she left Carateria. "'Oh, Knox, I believe the key in your horn will fit,' she cried excitedly, and, deftly removing the left prong of Knox's headgear, she shook out the ball. Then, while Knox, fairly panting with impatience, looked on, Handy took the key from the ball and inserted it in the silver lock. When it turned easily and smoothly, she was almost afraid to open the door. What would they find on the other side? What had the wizard done to his helpless young captive? As Handy hesitated, Knox rushed forward, banging the door open with his great shoulder. Carry, carry! wailed the faithful ox, and falling to his knees, Knox began to snort and blubber in real earnest. Handy, hurrying after him into the small, stuffy cell, saw a handsome boy in hunting costume, standing motionless and silent as a statue, in the center of a great shimmering violet bubble. Without thinking or reasoning, or even stopping to consult the ox, the goat girl flung out all her arms toward the solitary figure, her iron hand puncturing the bubble with a deafening pop. Why, hello, Knox! The little king stepped calmly out of the misty vapor, all that was left of the wizard's bubble. Where's your other horn? And who is this jolly-looking girl? Who, indeed! There was so much to be told and explained even with Handy and Knox talking as fast as they could and taking turns, it took almost an hour to tell the story of their journey from Carateria to the Silver Mountain and their awful experiences with the Wizard of Wats. Kerry himself remembered nothing since he had started out on the hunting expedition. He listened with angry exclamations and bounces as Knox related the tale of King Kerr's treachery, and the sad state of affairs in Carateria. And I've been shut up in this bubble for two years, 
mourned the little king, looking round the dismal cell with a shudder. Why, it makes my head ache just to think of it. Mine, too, agreed Handy, clapping Knox's left horn in place. But it's almost over now, my lad. If we can just find some way out of this mountain, I'll settle old King Kerr and his high boys, not to speak of this woozling wizard. Placing Kerry on Knox's back, Handy looked nervously at the door of the lower. At sight of the winding stair, Knox gave a great groan and shudder. Oh, I'll never climb these steps again, he declared, planting his feet stubbornly. Never. Oh, where's that silver hammer, molass? Give it a tap and see what the dwarf can do for us. Watts and Ruggedo are too busy with their wicked plans to bother us now. I wouldn't be too sure of that, muttered the goat girl. Nevertheless, she pulled out the hammer and tapped it lightly on the floor. Well, what's wanted? yawned himself, appearing instantly and in the exact spot the hammer had struck. We want to get out of here, cried Kerry, so excited and delighted with the purple-bearded dwarf, he instantly forgot all his troubles. With a crooked smile at the little king, himself looked questioningly at Handy and at the goat girl's quick nod, wrapped his knuckles on the north wall of the lower. At once a small panel slipped aside, revealing an elevator, its door invitingly open. Waving all her hands to thank himself, who was already beginning to disappear, Handy stepped inside. Knox, with Kerry still perched on his back, just managed to squeeze in when the door snapped shut and the elevator sped upward carrying its three passengers in double quicksilver time to the work den of the wizard. Handy, a bit disappointed not to find herself on top of the mountain, stepped out first. As Knox, with an awkward jump, followed her, the door slammed shut, and the elevator dropped like a plummet to the bottom of the mountain. Oh, this must be where Watts works all his magic transformations, breathed Kerry, sliding off Knox's back and gazing around with deep interest and curiosity. I'll bet he blew a bubble round me right in this very den. Wonder where he is now. There was a slight cough at Kerry's question, and turning, they saw Nifflepock standing uncertainly in the doorway. Ah, so we meet again cried Handy, doubling up all her fists and walking grimly toward the Silver King's fat minister. Where is that rascally master of yours? As you probably know by this time, we kept our bargain, but he still has to keep his. Indeed, you are fortunate to have escaped with your lives, muttered Nifflepock, taking off his hat and looking anxiously inside. I'm sorry to tell you the wizard of what's never keeps his bargains. No matter how hard we work or try to please him, sooner or later we are all shelved or potted. Then why work for such a villain? snorted the royal ox gruffly. Where is he now? Yes, where is he now? asked Kerry, who, in spite of the terrible stories he had heard, hoped to get a look at the wonderful wizard who had enchanted him. "'Gone!' answered Nifflepock, 
putting on his high hat and giving it a couple of taps. He's bubbled off with a gnome king to conquer Oz, and I expect by this time they've bewitched about half the inhabitants of the Emerald City. Oh, what a shame, burst out Carrie. Bubbled off? What do you mean by that? The goat girl reached out with all her arms to pull the Silver King's little minister closer. I mean, bubbled off, repeated Nifflepock, struggling to release himself from Handy's clutches. He blew a quick silver bubble, and he and Ruggedo sailed away in it, if that's any plainer. Oh, then we had better go right after them, snorted the ox in an anxious voice. Show us out of this mountain, you little pudding, or I'll toss you higher than a kite. Oh, do let's do something, begged Carrie, who, being young, was quite daring and absolutely foolhardy. We aren't going to let those dreadful kings conquer the country, are we, and not lift a hand? Well, I'm sure I'd lift all seven, if it would do any good, mused Handy Mandy in a depressed voice. But how can we stop them? Watts and Rug have probably stolen all the magic in Ozma's palace by this time, the thieving rascals. But surely you have some magic, ventured Nifflepock, who had finally jerked himself free. Or you could never have disenchanted the gnome or found the wizard's lower and rescued this boy. And if you have, he warned, backing rapidly away, if you have, you'd better use it quick. When Watts finishes conquering Oz, he's sure to remember you and turn you to rocks and rubble. He's going to turn everyone to rocks and rubble, wailed Nifflepock, dashing out of the workshop. Great Gazoo, what shall we do? I don't want to be a rock, snorted Knox. And I won't be a rock, stormed the little king. It was bad enough being shut up in a bubble and missing two whole years. Oh, you won't let him turn us to rocks, will you, Handy? And do let's help poor Ozma before it's too late. Carrie looked up at her so pleadingly. Handy, against all her inclinations and better judgment, pulled out the silver hammer again. The hammer will be better than the ball, she reasoned quickly, for the ball only seems to help Keratarians. Now, then... Lifting the hammer in her iron hand, the goat girl brought it down sharply on the wizard's marble table. Silver sparks flew up in every direction, and out of the very middle of the shower stepped the yawning dwarf. "'Say, I'm trying to take a nap,' grumbled himself, stretching his arms up sleepily. "'What do you fellows want now?' "'We want to go to the Emerald City of Oz and save Ozma from what's and the Gnome King.' explained Handy in one breathless sentence. My, all that? Stifling another yawn, himself grinned mischievously at the goat girl. Then stand in line, please. So Handy placed herself in front of the royal ox, and Carrie stepped behind him, and the dwarf, seizing the hammer, brought it down with a terrible blow just behind the little king. And what a blow it was, you can readily understand, when I tell you that its force carried the three travelers clear out of the Silver King's mountain and all the way to the Emerald City itself. 
flying along for a moment beside them himself slipped the hammer back in the goat girl's hand and then with another tremendous yawn disappeared end of chapter nineteen